Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Adam Teicher is joining us now. Uh, he does a phenomenal job covering the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. Adam, great to have you on. How are you? Good, Anita. How are you doing tonight? I'm fantastic. I know you're probably going to be one of the busiest men uh, on the planet the next week plus. So uh, please know how much we appreciate your time here with us on 98.7 ESPN. So first things first, let's dive in. I want to look big picture before we start really narrowing in on this Super Bowl and and kind of share with us, you know, I I feel like it's a tale of two stories in regard to the Kansas City Chiefs team that we saw play in the regular season and the Kansas City Chiefs team that we have seen play in the postseason what gives what was what was wrong with this team in the regular season um offensively it was just sloppiness and a lot of it um they led the league and dropped passes and they weren't just dropping passes they were dropping touchdowns that could have won close games they were deflecting passes to opponents for interceptions one were returned for a touchdown in a game the chiefs lost by one point so they were, there was a lot of that. There was offensive penalties. They were second in the league in offensive penalties. They were eighth in the league in turnovers. So they, there was just, they, they couldn't do, they couldn't eliminate the sloppy play. They did, uh, um, you know, they had a couple games where they did a nice job protecting the ball and not committing penalties. But other than that, they, it was just a season-long problem. And then all of a sudden, most of it stopped when the playoffs started. They, uh, They've limited the turnovers. They've uh, caught the ball when it's uh, come their way, and, and uh, they've cut down on the penalties. So they've uh, really, um, um, you know, they've played well defensively most of the season. They've certainly played well defensively in the playoffs, but um, it's their offense that's kind of uh, changed a little bit. They're getting more big plays because they're sustaining drives a little more because they're not dropping passes or, or – uh, um, turning the ball over. So um, it, it's been a different team, particularly offensively in the playoffs. You think Eric Bieniemy? did it, do you feel that maybe it just took a minute for this team? Cause I, I just, I, and, and I could be wrong, Adam. And, and please tell me if you think I yeah. am like, I just don't, I just don't think yeah. he gets a, a, enough credit. Uh, granted, it's not like Washington was a world beater uh, when it comes to, when it came to offense last year, but um, you know, Lack lack of obviously talent, you know, um, wide receiving core. I think one could could argue that there wasn't a legit quote number one wide receiver on this wide receiving yeah. core. Of course, Rasheed Rice really developed quite nicely throughout the season. Um, Travis Kelsey was a shell of himself throughout the regular season. Obviously, not in the postseason. Uh, what? Why do you? Why do you feel that the offense struggled so much? Yeah, you know, I. It certainly didn't help that the enemy wasn't there in that he was he, his attention to detail is legendary. You know, he uh, he would drive guys crazy with his, um, uh, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And, and uh, but but it worked, uh, you know, 
They, they didn't commit a lot of penalties, pre-snap penalties in particular, and they didn't drop the ball, and uh, they didn't turn it over much. And so, you know, you, you wonder a little bit. But you got to remember when, when the Chiefs changed coordinators from Eric Bieniemy to Matt Nagy, Andy Reid still his, – his fingerprints are still on the operation there. I mean, he's still – the I don't want to call him the offensive coordinator, but he's still the play caller. He still you know, has a lot of say in what goes in the playbook and what doesn't. So it's not the huge change that it might be for a lot of teams going from one coordinator to another. So I, I think if the Chiefs missed the enemy anywhere, it was um, in, in his attention to detail and, and not letting things slide to any extent. Now, as, as far as wide receiver, yeah, the, the Chiefs uh, – they really did uh, miscalculate. They're a couple had a couple young receivers. They really banked on development from Kadarius Tony's one, Sky Moore's another. Neither player gave him much this year. They uh, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling regressed a little bit this year, although he's played well in the playoffs. But uh, so it was Rasheed Rice, their uh, rookie wide receiver, who sort of carried them that wide receiver. And um, um, you know, without him, who knows where the Chiefs would be? But uh, He's done a nice job, so uh, you know it's um, it's certainly not like it was back in the days of Tyreek Hill uh, earlier in Patrick Mahomes' career. But they're making it work, at least lately they have. Adam Teicher joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN again does a phenomenal job covering the Kansas City Chiefs and will be extremely busy uh, the next seven days plus. Um, Travis Kelsey, let's talk about it, right? <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm. this season. Uh, far from vintage on, you know, and then compounded with, with the whole Taylor Swift. What, what has that been like, Adam, <laughs> to cover this team, you know, in the shadows of, of Taylor Swift, attending games, not attending game, like all the things surrounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it. It's what has defined them this season. Like it's not, you yeah. know, when Kansas City plays, it's it's not just you're talking X's and O's. Was she there? How many times yeah. did they go to her in the booth? What is she wearing? I, I, I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge thing. I That was the question I got before every game, home or road, um, all season long from people who, who I, I know. And, and they're like, hey, is Taylor Swift going to be there this weekend? You know, is she coming to the game? And uh, so it was um, it was a phenomenon in that regard. Uh you know, no one was asking me all of a sudden about Pat Mahomes anymore. They wanted to know about Taylor Swift. You know, so yeah, it was uh, it, it it was a uh, an interesting phenomenon and continues to be. And uh, so um, you know, it's it's um, you know, Travis Kelsey's he's an interesting guy. I mean, I I think it's easy to say that he's been distracted by all this. Uh, you look at his numbers were down this year and say, well, he, he was affected by this, but I, I, I don't think so. I think that's sort of a um, adding up two plus two and getting five. I, I don't think so. He he's, if anybody can handle this kind of thing, it's Travis Kelsey. He he's kind of built for this. He he's able to compartmentalize as well as any player I've ever been around. And, and so uh um, I, I feel like when he's in the Chiefs facility, he's all about football. And I, I don't think people really appreciate that about him. You know, everybody sees him, um, you know, dating Taylor Swift and, 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 and doing all these other things. And he, remember he had his dating show on TV a few years ago. It's easy to conclude that Travis Kelsey isn't serious about football, but he really is. I mean, that, that's kind of a misunderstood 
part about him, I think. But, um, um, you know, if anybody can make this work, it's Travis Kelsey. And he uh, certainly um, – he was on another level last week in Baltimore. I mean, he, he just, um, in one of the biggest games of his career, just really lifted up the Chiefs in their passing game when they really needed him. Yeah, 11, 11 of 11 over 100 yards yeah. and, of course, uh, found the end zone. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few other things I, I want to tee up for you. Uh, one is Patrick Mahomes and his dad bod, which went viral th- this <laughs> this week, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. when you think when you think quarterback, right? Like, you know, you you, you know, you think you, you, when you think football player, you know, you yeah. <laughs> you think you know um, you know ripped. You think athletic. L- listen, <laughs> I started playing pickleball this year. Like I've given up that notion. Like, like, like I'll walk onto a pickleball court and I'll go up against somebody who's like 300 pounds and they'll kick my ass. Right. Or I'll walk on a pickleball court and I'll go up against somebody who's 70 years old and they'll kick my ass. So like I've given up on that. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and prejudge, but I mean, it, it, it was a thing this week in regard, (laughs) like, has his body changed since he's become a dad? Is that, is like, is, is, is the dad bod notion a real thing with him? Well, I, I think that was kind of who Patrick Mahomes was, uh, pre-dad, um, in this pre-dad days, he was kind of that way. So, uh. Yeah, no one really maybe knew about it, but um, um, I, I don't think this is anything new. I don't think in his case it is really a dad bod. It was. Uh, it was just. I, it I was just a photo that went viral. It was, it yeah, was, it was yeah, a photo yeah, that went viral. Yeah, I think he's been pretty careful not to be uh, photographed oh, that funny. way. But but they got him finally, and uh, they they got is. him. All right, uh, let's start talking X's and O's. Uh, of course, I'm sure, as you know, Spags, I love him. He was here in New York uh, when he was with the Giants, one of my favorite human beings. Uh, always loved sitting down and talking shop with him. This defense yeah. really has been outstanding. Um, I-, I know Andy Reid gets a lot of credit. Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of credit. I think sometimes Spags doesn't get enough credit. Agree or disagree? No, no I agree completely. Um, you know, he uh, has been... I don't know how unsung he is. I know Chiefs fans, um, he's uh, kind of a, a cult guy now with Chiefs fans. But he uh, he certainly has done a, a very good job since he joined the Chiefs. You know, they, they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers a few years ago in his first year mm-hmm. with Kansas City. So, uh, you know, he's done a nice job. And, you know, he's got a lot to work with. They, they've got some versatile defensive linemen they can move around and, and they look for favorable matchups, not just with Chris Jones, but with other guys as well. And um, their linebackers are, are playing really well. They, they've got a, a bunch of guys who can do different things in the secondary, so they can mix and match the way they want to go there. So there is a lot to work with, and, and he puts it all to good use. Uh, it's really hard to figure out a lot of times what he's going to be doing next. And certainly, um, you know, Baltimore was uh, having problems with that last week, for sure. So, uh, um, eager to see how what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have uh, ready to go in terms of a game plan against this, because uh, the Chiefs can go a lot of different ways, and it's it's tough to guess exactly what he has, uh, in, Spagnola has planned. So uh, last thing before we let you go, um, you know, how do you see this game playing out? Game script? What do you envision here? Uh, I, I think the wrong team's favored. I think Kansas City's going to win this. 
Um, so really curious to get your thoughts on on how you think this is all going to unfold, Adam. Yeah, I, I see a competitive game. I, I don't see either team, unless there's you know just some turnovers, there's freak things that we can't predict. I don't see either team having a big advantage here. I, I think it's going to be a competitive game and close throughout. And um, I, I just keep going back to this, Anita, that the Chiefs have been such a tough out with Pat Mahomes at quarterback in the playoffs. You know, he's lost three times in the playoffs, and two of them were in overtime, and, and one of them was in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay when their offensive line just disintegrated. They were playing backups um, against one of the best pass rushing teams in the league and, and just couldn't handle it. Um, but other than that, I, I, I just so I just feel like the Chiefs are so resourceful with their coaching, and they, they can do, they, particularly on defense, go to so many things. I, I just feel like they're, they're going to be a tough to um, tough to beat in a situation like this. So I agree with you. I think the Chiefs should be favored here, but I, I wouldn't surprise me to see the 49ers win. I think the Chiefs are going to need to play well if they're going to win. But I, I do kind of like the Chiefs in this one. Adam, uh, so appreciate your time. Uh, again, I, I know you're going to be one of the most wanted men um, in broadcasting this week, and, and we appreciate <laughs> your time here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you, my friend. Hey, anytime. You got it. Adam Teicher joining us here, again, covering the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's get you you up to speed on some of the uh, NBA scores out there. The heat up on the Wizards, 103-92. Hawks taking care of the Suns, 100-95. The Kings and the Pacers. Uh, Kings up on the Pacers, 99-88. Uh, Rockets taking it to the Raptors, 78-53. to And the uh, Grizzlies and the Warriors, Warriors up by uh, by 10 now. Um, at one point in time, they were up by 20. Uh, this was one of my bets. If you tune in to ESPN Bet, shameless plug, not so shameless. Uh, 
earlier tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Um, I, I liked the Grizzlies here um, getting the, I want to say it was six and a half. So, um, so now uh, the uh, Grizzlies have uh, brought it back down to 10 at the half. So we'll see what happens in the second half. Um, T-Wolves up on the Magic, 59-54 at the half. Boy, Thunder really taking it to the Hornets, 77-49. to 49. Uh, This is, uh, I like the Hornets. The Hornets, this line opened up at plus 17, and then it dropped down to plus, plus 15 and a half. Uh, they just started the second half, so we'll see what happens. Uh, did the Thunder start resting their players? Uh, we'll see. Lamelo Bell, Lamelo Ball was out tonight, which was interesting to me because again the line opened up at seventeen. Lamelo Ball out. Why would the line go up to plus twenty as opposed to dropping down to plus fifteen and a half? Whatever the case, I got it at plus seventeen, but. When we had the show on uh, ESPN Bet, it was uh, 15 and a half. I still went with it. We'll see what happens. Still a lot of game to be played. Uh, the Spurs up on the Pelicans, 68 to 60. My best bet tonight was Wimby over three and a half blocks and steals combined. So um, right now he's got two, and we just started the second half. So I just need two more, either or blocks and steals, but he has two already in the first half. You know, he's got the most blocks of any player in the NBA as a rookie. In fact, he's blocking 6% of the shots that are taken against him. He's blocking. Just marinating that for a minute. Is that insane? Dude's unbelievable. Uh, Nuggets and Blazers just started. Nuggets at home. Uh, what are you going to do? They're 19 and four at home. Uh, they're juggernaut. Uh, they're up 12 to seven and uh, the Clippers beat the Pistons tonight. No surprise there. Pistons only won six games so far this season, only four games at home. Uh, Clippers won 136 to 125. So uh, keep you posted on, uh, on these scores throughout the evening. That's for sure. Tomorrow, big game for the Knicks going up against the Lakers. Um, I'll have some picks and plays for you there waiting for those lines uh, to hit the sports books. So, uh, but I do have a side anyway. And of course it's the Knicks because that's all they do is win. Also, you have UNC going up against Duke tomorrow. How fun is that going to be? Um, I have a list of all the Taylor Swift prop bets out there. By the way, we've got Julian and Chantel who are, who are producing the show tonight. Guys, have you taken a look at the all the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey prop bets for the Super Bowl? Have you taken a look at those yet? I haven't taken a look yet, but I've definitely heard a lot about it. The only one I've seen so far is the proposal one. So uh, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift vacation minus 200 on the field plus 4 to 1 at the podium 5 to 1? In the end zone, six to one. At the after party, eight to one. In the tunnel, twenty to one. In the locker room, twenty-five to one. No way. What's Taylor Swift going to be doing in a locker room? Imagine getting proposed to in a NFL locker room. No, I can't, Chantel. I can't. Me either. First of all, like, let's just like this is such cheese. Are you really going to propose to Taylor Swift 
at a football game? I, I, like, I don't... For Okay, wait. You know what? We've even... I've buried the lead here. How long have they been dating, Chantel? Uh, maybe 15 minutes. Exactly. Why are we talking proposal anyway? Right? Isn't, like... That's just... That's crazy talk. But it does so, make for great entertainment. So, uh, do, do you have anybody... Do you have anybody who was proposed to do you know anyone who was proposed to dating somebody less than a year so Um, let's just say so 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 the season started the season started in september and i think that's when they were like they just started like right they had met a little bit like a month or two before that but like things started to get serious around then right so september october november december january february so five months, we're not even six months in. We're five months in. Let's just, but let's just say, let's say six months because, because I'm sure they met and they started talking on the phone, whatever. So let just for poops and giggles, let's just say six months. Do you know anyone who has been proposed to after dating somebody for just six months? I do not. I don't either. Julian, do you? I would have to dig deep for that one, but probably no. Right? I don't. I just. I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and the fa- and, and the mere fact that not only can you wager that Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift, a yes is twenty-five to one. You could actually wager where it's going to happen. Wow! I, I, like what? And then it's crazy because like. You know, imagine having that much pressure on your relationship. It's so public. You guys are six months in. It's the honeymoon phase, and people are already taking talking about you guys getting engaged. It's like a lot. Unbelievable. Any hoo-ha. Uh, quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will be joining us next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Cynthia Freeland joins us from the NFL Network. You see her all over the airwaves, um, and she's just absolutely fantastic, so we're blessed to have her on our airwaves. Cynthia, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Are you Are you doing great? Because when the Lions... You know what? I'm... I've gotten past the point where I was upset about it, and now I'm just more grateful that, number one, Ben Johnson is back, baby, and number two, this is way exceeding expectations. So I'm going to go ahead and be grateful as opposed to being upset. So a few things. I want to look back before we look forward, um, and, of course, just reminding people, the 49ers uh, beat the uh, Lions 34-31, to and uh, a lot of blame being placed on Dan Campbell uh, and him going for it on on fourth down. Now you're one of the smartest people in the room all the time. Um, you know what was when when he was deciding to be that aggressive and going for it. Like what what was going on in your head uh, with the decisions that Dan Campbell was making in the game, Cynthia? To be honest, the fourth down decisions weren't the ones where I was like, "What's going on?" It was more about the calls for run versus pass. 
with the time that was left. Fourth downs were an identity of this team. So it's not like they're doing it based on some like analytical model that's saying like, hey, the nerds say to go for it. That was who they are. They have more plays in the playbook on fourth and short or fourth down just in general than the average team by so much. So to say that he was being too risky, whatever, that's what got them there, especially considering that you were outmatched. They were seven, seven or seven and a half point underdogs in this game when it closed. So let's be fair. Like you got to like take some risks to do that. So I didn't care about that. I was a little bit more like, why are you throwing it? Why are you passing it? Why are you running it in certain specific situations? With and, I, and I mean, look, like I bet Dan Campbell uh, didn't call the play like Jameer Gibbs fumbled the ball. Or I'm pretty sure he also didn't call the play that was like, hey, um, Brock Purdy's going to, or I mean, sorry, Jared Goff's going to throw the ball. It's going to bounce off, of, or sorry, no, Brock Purdy's going to throw the ball. It's going to bounce off the defensive back's head and Brandon Eggs going to catch it. <laughs> Right. Like these are very unlucky things that happen. Yeah. So a little bit of unluck, um, a little bit of poor play calling. Um, and again, there are many people out there that don't believe that uh, the aggressive nature of Dan Campbell going for on fourth down help help them at all. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, I feel in both games, the better team did not win. I feel that the Green Bay Packers were the better team that day going up against the 49ers. I feel that the, the Lions were the better team that day going up, going up against the 49ers. So now the 49ers have made it to the Super Bowl, and yet now they are favored, Cynthia. The line opened up at one, jumps up to one and a half. Now it's at two. So the 49ers are favored by two. Just out of curiosity, uh, do you agree with the odds makers here? What, what, what's your thoughts on, on who's favored in this matchup? I spent about a good hour on Monday thinking I was crazy because I was like, is there an injury that I've missed? Is there a, is there something that I'm like not seeing in this game? Because to me, the, the Chiefs should be favored in this game. And my model exactly. also have winning, winning this game. So unless there is a super secret double probation injury that I'm unaware of, I don't understand it. So I, I, there's something I'm, there's something we're all missing, I guess. It's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's quite wild to me. Uh, so on the opposite side with the Kansas city chiefs, you know, so again, we're sitting here and we're, we're talking about how fortunate the 49ers are to be in this position, but on the opposite side with the Kansas city chiefs, pure dominance um, and what they were able to do against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson in that offense, you know, um, I, I'm I'm very confused as to why Lamar didn't run more. Now, granted, when you look at his statistics, eight carries for over 50 yards. And for any other average quarterback, that's pretty significant. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Lamar Jackson. I felt like in watching that game, there were running lanes that were open that he could have taken. That I felt like he was sitting there trying to prove a point as opposed to sitting there and trying to win a game. What, what are your thoughts in regard to the Kansas City Ravens outcome, Cynthia? I guess I feel like it was like they were playing chess, and obviously Spags had the beat on whether I, – I think Todd Munkin may have overthought it. Like that, when I, went, I watched this game like four or five times back to try to understand what's going on here, and I think Todd Munkin was like, no, he knows we're going to run. 
right? Like, I don't know Todd Munkin. I didn't ask him that specifically. But it looks like a classic case of overthinking things because, you know, you know they didn't run the ball other than the short yard situations, as you outlined. But also, they kind of didn't indicate that they were going to run the ball. So you knew it was going to be a pass. And sure, that first drive, it worked really well. But then it stopped working, and then they didn't adjust the right way. So it was very confusing to me. But sometimes we all get in our own bag the wrong way. And unfortunately for the Ravens, like this is the first time we've really seen that, they haven't had to work through some of the adversity that other teams have worked through, including the Chiefs this season. So to me, I'm like watching that. I'm like, oh, wow, they're, they're, they're going to over – it's going to kind of snowball on them once it goes into a hole. It's going to be hard to get out of that hole because of they haven't been in the situation. They don't have the muscle memory for that. Interesting. All right. So let's turn our attention now to this matchup. Again, we're both on the same side here that we feel the wrong team is favored. Um, Superior coach, in my opinion, with all due respect to Kyle Shanahan in regard to Andy Reid's got a track record here and and he's won, right? Kyle Shanahan is lost as a head coach and is lost as an offensive coordinator when he was with Atlanta. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, I'll take him seven days a week and twice on Super Bowl Sunday over Brock Purdy. Better defense, better kicker. Uh, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. They're 4-0 at Allegiant Stadium. I, I can go on and on. Their their schedule was tougher. G- give me give me all the reasons why you like Kansas City in this matchup. Well, first and foremost to me is their defense's ability to um, to limit yak, right? So the yards after the catch has been with San Francisco year in and year out has absolutely crushed everyone. And the fact that this Kansas City defense is second best eliminating yards after the catch over expected. That's like, you know, in a, in a normal situation, a team would allow X yards. Well, they're even better than you would imagine, right? They're the second best in the entire NFL at that. So that is number one to me where, where, the, where the defense really makes a big difference. And then I watched Drew Tranquil just absolutely understand and like live rent-free in Lamar Jackson's head, which – to me, is really an indication of the fact that they figured out how to coach the right situations for that linebacking court. And this year, more than ever, off-ball linebackers have actually made more of an impact than, like, in the past eight seasons. So that's the areas where I'm like, oh, wow. Because you thought going into this game, the linebacker advantage would be Ravens, right? But it actually ended up being Chiefs. And then now you're looking at Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw versus, like, Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, like, Nick Bolton, like a, a slew of guys who maybe don't have like as marquee of names as like Roquan Smith or Patrick Bean, but I still think the way Kansas City's using them is going to be a difference maker with Brock, who, by the way, against the against the Lions, like he turned into Justin Fields on a couple of those plays scrambling. Yeah, I, listen, I, I and and with all due respect, like I, I think the story is phenomenal, like made for Disney movie, Mister Irrelevant, you know battles his way to become the starting quarterback for the 49ers. But like, you know, I, I feel you can, you can put Kirk cousins in that spot. And, and I think Kirk cousins can do just as good, if not better. I, I think that there's at least a handful, five, if not seven other quarterbacks in the NFL, that if you place them in the San Francisco 49ers offense, they could do just as well or better with, with all due respect, you agree or disagree. If you disagree with me, it's fine. I'm just curious. Do you agree or disagree with me? I agree. I mean, I don't think that there is a single quarterback in the league who I would say, bar none, 
if they didn't have – like, everyone's a, everyone is a um, system quarterback until at least, I don't know, eight years. I don't know what the number is. But your system quarterback – like, Tom Brady, your team is a system quarterback. Everybody was a system quarterback with a few reps, as we've seen from Brock Purdy. So, I, like, I don't – that argument to me is sort of irrelevant. And it would be great if, like, if everyone had that O-line along with that opportunity with those playmakers to do that thing after the catch, like it would be a lot easier for a lot of quarterbacks to succeed. Absolutely. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You can see her all over the NFL network. Um, so when do you, when do you head to Vegas, Cynthia? Thursday, baby. <laughs> Thursday. So you'll be there like Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> That's when the that's when all the actions happen. I actually I actually enjoy going to the parties earlier. I like going to the parties on Tuesday and Wednesday night more so than I like going to the parties on Friday and Saturday night. But that's I'm just me. Be, I'm to be very honest with you. Like this Vegas Super Bowl, if you're working, like there's no way you can even start going to a party because you would just like there's a magnet that happens to be in those bars. So you don't even, you can't even go. You just have to like go to your hotel room and then go home. <laughs> um, and so you're you're going to be there all throughout, right? Are you going to be there throughout the game day on on Sunday, or are you going? Are you coming back to LA? You are. I have an eight and a half hour show leading up until kickoff on Woo! Sunday, so I will be there until kickoff. I'll watch wow. the game. Allegiant Stadium is actually awesome. And by the way, your listeners should know if they are going, you can actually walk. And there's a little tunnel that takes you mm-hmm. under the highway back to a hotel on the other side. It, you don't even need an Uber. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is incredible. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, just, just no, um, no tailgating. No tailgating. I, but who I don't wants, even care who about wants... I'm talking about after. You walk home. No, after. no, I know. But, like, who wants to tailgate when you could just, like, hang out in a casino all the way up to kickoff? Like, exactly. And then walk yeah. yourself there. Like, I'm telling you, the whole walking yourself there and back thing is massive. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um, okay, so before we let you go, game script. How do you see this playing out? You see, like, Kansas City going up early, you know, what is it a blowout, like, game script? What do you envision here? I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think Kansas City goes up early. We've seen in this playoffs that – Opening game scripts, the area where Andy Reid can be Andy Reid, he has done it exceptionally well, which means scoring on first and or second drives in every single playoff game. So if you're looking for something to maybe perhaps think about while you're there, perhaps think about that. Think about the first score to be the Kansas City Chiefs because that could be a a very smart way to look at this game. I like it. Um, Give me your favorite prop bet. Heading into Sunday. I think, yeah, I think Isaiah Pacheco sees his way into the end zone. I think everyone's looking at Christian McCaffrey. That one seems very smart, but I like Isaiah Pacheco as well. Yeah, you know, I know last week you talked about Noah Gray, and uh, and he hit those prop bets uh, overs as well. It's still, I want to say it's like over one and a half receptions, over 12 and a half receiving yards. Um, he only has one drop pass all season long. And Andy Reid is going, you know, 12 personnel about 45% of the time. 
And I think if, if the 49ers really do focus on Travis Kelsey, because again, as we've been talking about his in the postseason, he's just he's been a lot better than he, he was in the regular season. Um, I think Noah Gray can be yet again a sneaky good play in regard to over prop bets for him. Agree or disagree? Totally agree. Love that. I think it's fun to look at all of those smaller numbers and figure out a strategy around those as well because the bigger numbers are harder to get behind, right? Like smaller numbers, easier to win. All right, before I let you go, um, I just big picture here in regard to next year. How confident are you that the Lions win the Super Bowl next year? I mean, I, I did I did some deep research on them. You know, obviously they draft, especially the last few years, better than anyone else. Uh, I want to say they're going into the season with a, about $50 million in cap space. Been there, done that. Now these guys have some some experience in the postseason. I, I really, I, I kind of, I really like, this Lions team to lock and reload and come into next year even better and and than they were this year. And I'm not even a fan. I know you are. What what are your thoughts on the Lions heading into uh, next season? You know, it's very hard for me to look at Super Bowl situations now, but I love me some like winning divisions. And you know what I saw from the Packers? A lot of goodness. So I know you asked me about the Lions, and sure, my heart would potentially say that, but I'm looking at the Packers as a really good value here, especially right now. So whatever their win total number is, perhaps it's going to be more than that because I, I think the Packers are really on the up and up this next season. And, and again, wow. I like the Lions. Don't get me wrong. Love them. But I'm looking at the Packers. Cynthia, you rock as always, my friend. Adore you, love you, enjoy Vegas, um, and uh, and hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you next week before the game. Absolutely. Love you too. Talk to you next week. You got it. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN.